we're back. Sorry for the delay, but between Stu moving across the country and me moving across Boulder, we've been a little busy. Along those lines, let's take a moment to congratulate Stu on his new job as an assistant coach at Amherst College. Congratulations, Stu. Thanks for tuning in again. We're glad to be back on the microphones and to bring you another episode of Division Three Glory Days. Today on the pod, we're joined by 13-time All-American and six-time national champion, Druval Patel. Patel was the headliner for the historically dominant North Central College under Alcarius. We covered a lot of ground with Druval, including overcoming tragedy early in his running career and finding his why at a young age. We talked about his college search and got into detail of what it's like to be at North Central, where he was always competing for national titles. And we capped it off by hearing his plans now as he tries to jumpstart his pro career. As always, if you're enjoying the content, please subscribe to and review our show. It helps a lot. All right, here's the episode, and here's to the glory days. All right, Drew Patel, a.k.a. Drew, um, welcome to D3 Glory Days. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Looking, looking forward to talking on this podcast, yeah. Yeah, totally our pleasure. Uh, where are you calling from today? Calling from Skokie, Illinois, about 20 minutes north of Chicago. Excellent. You get a long run in today? Uh, I, do, I do long runs on Saturdays, yeah. Uh, Ooh, just kind of. What, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but that's what we used to do at North Central, and I'm um, yeah, kind of just used to it. But maybe I'll transition eventually. Yeah, we'll just edit that part out. So people, yeah. <laughs> so people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool, man. So we broke down your, your accomplishments and the resume here at the beginning of the podcast. So I just kind of want to jump, uh, jump right into it. Um, there's been a lot written about your improvement curve um, from your high school career to the end of your college career. You obviously improved a lot. And I think it's a story that a lot of D3 athletes can relate to. Um, can you give us just kind of a background on the nuts and bolts of your high school training how high did your mileage get? How seriously were you taking workouts? And and did you have a lot of room to grow at the end of high school? Gotcha. Yeah. So I started running my freshman year of high school. Didn't know what cross country was, but I know I wanted to do a sport. So sister was like, yeah, go, go try for cross country. Coach is cool. And little did I know, I didn't, I'd be doing it eight years later. So uh, it was cool. Um, I really enjoyed my, my time in high school and you know starting off was really tough obviously because I never ran more than two miles before that and uh, I wasn't very good you know my PR by the end of I think cross season I mean Illinois does three miles so it was 20 minutes and 25 seconds so still a little a uh, little, little under seven minute pace but you know not not the not the greatest by, by any means and uh, yeah I kind of just started from there and I had some you know big life-changing moments with my dad passing away and then you know, that kind of really spurred a lot of a lot of growth individually, you know, and uh, as an athlete. And I think starting my sophomore year is when I really started to get serious with it. But even then, I wasn't finishing workouts consistently. And my junior year, when my coach at the time, Dan Horn, he had esophageal cancer. He passed away beginning of my junior year. So that's kind of when it all, I all started to get serious about it because he was that first person to believe in me in running and saying it told me that I was going to be a great runner. So it kind of all started from there. And yeah, I mean, in terms of mileage, senior year, I capped out around 45 miles. Sometimes I hit mm -hmm. 50. 
uh, not not too much. Uh, kind of just it was more just I bought into what our coaches were telling us at that time. So I I figured oh, okay, forty five miles. I'm sure a lot of people are doing the same amount, or I don't like I couldn't fathom the idea of people running more than sixty miles in in, uh, in high school because it wasn't common in our program at all. It, even the top guys we had couple all-staters, you know, 9-0 guys that didn't run over 50 miles a week. So, yeah, and then that's how it, that's how it all started. The rapid improvement just because I loved showing up and had some moments which spurred a lot of growth. Yeah, I love that, like, diamond in the rough story of Division Three of, of high school students who were, who were under-trained and then, like, went on to, like, just have a huge – curve because it's so different than what you see in a lot of d1 athletes or at mm-hmm. least some of the best ones who were running you know 90 100 mile weeks in high school and then it's kind of like where do you go from there right um so you you touched on this um in your previous answer but you dealt with more adversity than i think your average high school student or athlete mm-hmm. um has to go through uh, you endured the passing of your father and then your cross-country coach um can you kind of dig a little deeper into like how that affected you and how like finding the why of your running early in your career has helped propel you, you know, to where you are now? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, my dad passed away, you know, it was so hard for my mom at the time. Uh, Cause at that point, both my sisters, they're, they're much older than I are. They were post-college and they're kind of living you know on their own and so it was just me and my mom at home and to see her at home all day she's whenever I got home from school she was you know just not the same and it was so tough I think emotionally it it was definitely hard to deal with as I was just you know just turned 15 I was going starting high school there's a lot of changes that you go through without having to deal with loss of a parent without having to deal with all these you know other consequences that come with that so I found when you know when I was out running I kind of all those burdens were off my shoulder and I was just kind of able to focus on one thing instead of when I was at home or even when I was at school, just focusing on a million different things. And so that's how it all kind of started. And then, you know, I channeled more of that, you know, emotional kind of energy that I was using at home into, into running and kind of invested my time into, into going to practice more often, making a point to learn about the whole sport. Cause I, I didn't even know, track and field was that you know big of a thing on the stage i saw some some olympic races but i didn't think much of it i'm like oh, okay cool the only track races only run uh, on the on the world stage every four years and then you know so i just did my research on that and and yeah it's it's definitely it's tough um i wouldn't say high school was my favorite time of my life definitely not but it, it was i think it, in a way it was also a very good thing because it made me grow up when I much faster, um, and sure some, there were some growing pains associated with that, which came outside of running as well. But in terms of my approach to running, it gave me a very positive and healthy outlook to it. You know, I was never the type of guy to identify myself with my race results or PRs. I was never the type of dude to, you know, get down on myself or be hard on myself because I didn't run well at practice or because I, you know, had a bad workout. It's, you know, it's, it gave me a lot of perspective on things because, you know, I, I quote, I've said this before, if you're, if you're bombing workouts, if you're getting last in a race and it's the worst thing that's happened to you, you're living a pretty good life. No, I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, going through stuff like that and being able to rely on running um, to kind of give you that outlet sounds like it was, you know, really beneficial for you. Maybe not the best term for that, but really helps oh, yeah, you. Yeah, 
um, you know, kind of get through things. And so, you know, with, with running, was it one of those things where you knew you wanted to go with it in college or one wasn't that come about that you want to continue running in college? Yeah. Uh, so my sophomore year, I remember saying this to one of my teammates who I ran with in college at North Central. Um, I was like, no, I don't want to run, <laughs> run collegially at all. Like this, this shit's hard enough already. <laughs> like I'm barely, I'm barely getting by here. Uh, but then my junior year is when I saw like a huge improvement in my three mile time and missed qualifying for state. We have a very tough sectional, um, but I missed qualifying by state by, you know, by five, six seconds. And for me, that was huge for a guy who's running 20 minutes just two years prior. And so that's when I kind of said like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to run in college and I'm going to put even more effort into into my training to see where it goes. So what were those like factors then? Um, you wanted to run in college like what factors influenced your search was it you know a program that could nurture you given low mileage um, and then ultimately why did you choose North Central yeah so when I when I began my search uh, when I truly started looking at running colleges because running in terms of college because like my junior year high school PRs and the track weren't the greatest there's 956 for two miles and I think 431 for the 1600 so like Obviously, junior junior year track season has a, a lot to do with what kind of coaches are going to reach out to you starting in the fall, right? So I was like, okay, I knew I didn't have a shot at getting to a, getting into a really good D1 program, but I, I still had that mentality, which I think a lot of high schoolers do, is D1 or bust, or like D1's the only thing that's going to be good for me. And so I, I, I was kind of with that mentality. I ended up 26 at the state meet. Uh, 3A state meet uh, that fall of my senior year and it was one place out of all state and I think that was you know ironically one of the best things that has ever happened to me because I think if I were to become all state I would have just you know broke off running D3 or even even D2 because I was like oh I'm all state or at the biggest division in Illinois one of the deepest states it's like I, I, I'm the shit right um, but uh, in reality no you know it was one of the best things that happened to me and then I, I had some interest from division one schools and I, I gave them you know gave them some some looks and visited and heard out the coaches and you know obviously coaches want to recruit you and they'll kind of kind of do whatever it takes whether it's ethical or not to to get you onto campus and you know to try to get you onto the program in school but uh you know I North Central wasn't even in my mind until my coach my second coach who was an alum was like let's go take a visit and I'm like sure like you're, you're an alum you just want me to go there right um, so I, you know, I went for a visit and I saw that mon on Mondays, by the way, we have like team meetings and I got to sit in on one of those team meetings and then I got to talk to coach Karius or we like to call him Al. He likes going by Al instead of coach Karius. Um, I got to talk to him one-on-one -on -one, and that's kind of when it flipped a switch in my mind. I was like, I'm not going to find a, a guy who's been at this for 50 years, who's known to develop athletes from, you know, we've had guys who are 10 30 3200 meter runners become all americans and 14 20 guys it, it's for the 5k and to start from there to get all the way to you know that point in collegiate athletics when no one else probably thought it was possible it's such, it's it's kind of mind-blowing in a way and yeah he was just so such a caring and laid-back coach and that was what ultimately influenced my decision to go to north central the coach i wouldn't say to the, the high schoolers now just oh yeah just go based off the coach but uh, in my mind i was like oh, i could get an uh you know uh schooling anywhere i wanted to i could get an education at any school so 
why not go to North Central because of the coach? I'm still going to get an education. So that was the biggest factor, Alcarius. What's yep. Alcarius's, uh, like, what's his spiel? Like, what gets you hooked in hook, line, and sinker? Well, he, the thing is, he doesn't do much active recruiting. He's very much, when you go into his office, he's like, we want to help you find the best fit for you. He's never going to tell you, you need to come to North Central. It's the school for you. You're going to do great. No, he's very much, it's very much on, on the, on the recruits end of kind of showing interest and finding the place that fits for them. But, you know, he, he, he does like have, you know, when he walk into his office, he has so many pictures on his walls and trophies everywhere. And he keeps like a, a book, like a binder full of, you know, every year's his results, practices, all those kind of things. And if you just go in there, you kind of see like, man, this guy like really cares about what he's doing. And he just has so many sto- random stories and, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to connect with him. And you think like a guy who like that who's been so successful would be kind of arrogant or only interested in the cream of the crop when it comes to recruiting athletes. But really, he lets his motto is you know if you if you love to run and you enjoy to run, you could be on the team. We've had guys on our team who didn't break five thirty in the mile, didn't break five minutes in the mile, who are eighteen minute three milers that he will take onto the team because they'll show an interest in running. And so that's that's really what sold me because I knew even if I didn't do well like this guy would still have my back and still care for me and treat me the same way as one of his top runners yeah um we're big alcarius fans so please feel free to to weave in alcarius stories uh or words of wisdom um there's so so many yeah um so feel free to bring him in as much as you want as we get into uh your college career um okay so you choose north central you show up on campus you walk into the locker room, you see all the trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about how aware you were of the depth of the history surrounding the program. And then going from there, what kind of expectations were placed on you as an incoming freshman by the upperclassmen? Gotcha. So, yeah, I knew going in just from my high school coach and visiting a few times that this is like one of the best programs regardless of division in the nation and it's been so for the last 40 years 50 years and i knew that okay if i'm going to go there i'm going to need to practice obviously first off it's going to be harder i'm not going to be running 45 miles a week max uh i'm going to be doing workouts at a much higher level i'm going to have teammates there who are going to be pushing me i'm going to have i guess there wasn't as a freshman like there weren't any performance expectations by the upperclassmen. I mean, I'm sure they all had like hopes that, okay, I hope like these freshmen, this freshman class does well and races well, fits in, trains hard. But, you know, I think in terms of like, there's always a goal for the freshmen and that's just to make a smooth transition from high school to college. It, it's being at a college for the first year is a lot different after going through four years of high school. It's not as structured. You don't have your, you know, if you're if you're, not, if you're uh, living on campus, you don't have your family there. You don't have all that support in place. So that first year, especially when you're doing a sport, it could be very tough. So everyone was very caring, and even the coaches made it the biggest goal just to have a smooth transition and as seamlessly as possible, and kind of just be a part of the team and get into the flow. So there wasn't really any real expectations, but obviously, I had a lot of expectations for myself. Um, I wanted to be an All-American my freshman year in all three seasons, which is kind of tough. <laughs> Not many guys have done that in D3. I think I only four or five, and one of them's from North Central. Um, I wanted to run 14.25 for a 5K, which is about been a minute PR. So I was I was pretty ballsy though. Like, 
Like, I, I don't know where that confidence came from because I was, I was an okay, I was an average high school runner by the end of my career. Hundreds of other kids on the same boat. But yeah, I was just, I kind of just, you know, bet on myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it possible. I had a goal sheet I had taped up in my room the summer before moving in. I was like, I'm going to be an All-American. I'm going to make the top seven. I'm going to run nationals. You do all these things. And coming into the program at like North Central, it, it's kind of reaching for the moon in a way because it's such a deep team. It's so hard to make the top seven. But yeah, you know, ended up making the top seven my freshman year because we weren't actually that great of a team our my freshman year. We... Ended up fifth at cross country nationals, I think, which was one of the only, one of the only times that we haven't podiumed. I think there was like four other times where North Central hadn't podiumed at cross nationals for Division Three. So to be a part of that, to start my senior year, I mean my freshman year of high school, college, like that, it was kind of, uh, kind of a, kind of a bad way to start. You know what I mean? Like being one of the worst teams in program history right off the bat. It's like, oh crap, here we go. But uh, it, it worked itself out eventually. But, yeah, that's how it was going into freshman year. Yeah, sticking on that topic of um, being fifth, you came in, you know, your freshman class. I think you and your roommate, Al, went 1-2, yep. um, at least on the team that year. After you guys won a national title the year before, and then, like you said, you guys get fifth, you eventually go on to win have a three-peat. But what was, you know, the conversation like or what was the feeling like not be on the podium or what was you know what happened in the locker room post being fifth right it was it was a tough uh coach you know so we had one guy who got fourth so we had to go to the awards and uh, it was just a tough tough ride um i'm sure i mean the coaches were probably panicking more than they let on but we just felt like sacks or shit just sitting there like we like we just disgraced the program like how did this happen you know what i mean because we're a team, we're such a, a program about culture and team and running well at nationals and coming together and running well. And we did the complete opposite of that. And it was even, it was just a tough season. I mean, there were three, three freshmen in the top, top seven, which was kind of unheard of for North Central. We had myself and my roommate, Al, and another one of my teammates, Matthew Norvell. So it, it was kind of like, uh, like we're relying on younger class guys to get the job done when we've had no prior experience and we're kind of relying on older guys on the team to pass that down to us but our senior leadership was very weak that year and we didn't have seniors who were training seriously or showed up to practice with good attitude or weren't passing on the knowledge and so that was that was kind of what we come uh, came to terms to uh, on the bus ride over to the awards and you know after that we have we always have an annual post cross-country meeting and which the seniors don't you know the seniors don't go to because it's about next year's team and what are we going to do to get to get from where we are to where we want to be and so we just had guy step up saying that we're going to be better and we had more leadership from this upcoming uh from this junior the junior class at the time and so that really kind of turned it around and it was still a very painful year to go through we didn't do well indoors we lost our first ever indoor conference title to our rival Mm -hmm. we lost like our i think first time in 20 years outdoor conference to our conference rival so we were losing on on all ends and the only only trophy we got that year was from our conference meet in cross country, which we've been winning for, I think this past fall, it was like 44 years in a row now. So if we lost that, that would have been like really bad. But yeah, it was just to talk about how we need to be more committed and be more reliant on the team team aspect of cross country and not get so carried away in individual accolades. Yeah, kind of following that up. So that obviously next year you guys go on and win a, a cross title. And for you personally, you make national meet and track for the first time in your career mm-hmm. and you have a runner-up performance in the 5k. 
So how do you go from not qualifying for a track <laughs> meet to finishing second in the 5K? I still, I still wonder that, you know, to this day, I don't, I don't know how I pulled it. I think it was just one of those things where I was really pushing to be a better runner. And I, I, you know, I was making a lot of gains and a lot of progress. And I ended track season my freshman year with a big time 5K PR. And I wanted to keep going with that. And I just had really good training, my, my consistent training with good te- teammates who were better than me. My uh, indoor season, like during that winter and even during fall, I was an All-American. I was 18th. And, you know, we got that title and set a record and whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, it started from that and just consistent day in and day out training. I just listen, listening to coaches, kind of, you know, doing all the little things, stretching, eating, sleeping, you know, staying on top of that. But, I mean, yeah, to get into the national meet, I was 15th on the 5K and 15th in the 3K. So literally the last person to get in both of these events. But uh, I don't know. I think I've always been like a a good tactician when it comes to racing. I like I, at least that's what people tell me all the time. It's like, where did you learn to race like that? I was like, I don't know. I just like see opportunities in the race and I like I take them. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, it just happened. I, I you know I sat in the back of the pack for a really long time and guys were making moves early and it just, it just went too hard too early and everyone started coming back to me and I, I'd been I had been working on a pretty good kick and yeah ended up ended up closing pretty hard and passing two guys with 50 meters to go and it was at home so i had that home, home crowd support so one thing that i think is cool and uh unique about north central on a division three level is just the tremendous tremendous depth you have on the team um there's there's always guys to run with there's guys at or near your level to work out with um, you know, we kind of took a look at some results and it seems like you guys, especially at early season meets, are really running fast in packs and you make that a priority. Um, and I also watched a flow track video where your your coaches are really preaching a pack yep. mentality. Um, you know, what's it what's it like to go out there and, and just rip fast times with your teammates? Yeah, so uh, like our emphasis or Al's emphasis is never on times at all. He And cross country, especially when it's, you know, courses are different whether you know you, you don't know what you're going to get when you show up to a cross-country meet um so his emphasis was never on times but our training showed that we could run fast and yeah that workout wednesday so yeah it was a workout we do every single monday during cross season and from Jeez. week one that we, week one that we move in all the way to nationals like we do it every monday nonstop, and you know Early on in the season, our emphasis is on that tempo portion. I know a lot of people are speculating, oh, do you guys do tempo? I was like, yeah, we do. You know, we sometimes end up running close to 8K at about five-minute pace. Before will, you, we... uh, will you describe the workout that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a five-mile building tempo, air quotes around that building, because <laughs> sometimes we can't control ourselves or we get too competitive or just to the point where we're racing five miles. So it's a five-mile building tempo. And we take like a 15 minute rest and then we do four by mile with 90 second rest. And that's kind of faster than 8K pace a little bit. So yeah, it, it, that's our staple workout. And in that workout, we always kind of emphasize group dynamics uh, and group dynamics and team running. So like when we're doing this tempo, it's like we'll have guys, 10 guys running together. And then you know, usually it'd be me making a break or some other teammate would start making a break. And then, you know, we kind of follow and respond. And we came to those miles uh, it was a lot, yeah, it was just team running, like getting into groups and then, you know, getting out, 
settling into a group and kind of just working out, working on from there, just kind of feeding off of each other. And we never, our egos never got in our way. I don't think we had a very egotistical team, at least when I was there for the last three years. So we, it just really worked out well. And that's kind of what made for an even better team dynamic when it came to racing. Did it ever get overly competitive in practice, like to the detriment of you guys? No, I think that's what makes like my class, at least, you know, the class of 2019, just kind of different than some of those other classes that I've heard about, is that those guys would get overly competitive. And even, you know, guys in the class of 2018 uh, weren't, and, you know, the guys who were younger than me weren't overly, at my time there, weren't overly competitive. And I think that's what we did a good job about. Because if you're super, I mean, it's, it's great to be competitive, right? You, you want to be competitive when it comes to racing, you know, when it comes to competitions. But, like, if you're going to be super competitive in practice, you're just shooting yourself in the foot when it comes time for race day. If you're racing every single workout against your teammates, you're not going to form that bond. If you're competing against your teammates every single day, you're not going to form that group dynamic. So, yeah, that's what we did a really good job about. We never let our egos get in, get in the way. We never, you know, got super competitive. We all knew. Uh, we all had something that we wanted to get from the workout, and that that's perfectly okay. No one forced anyone to, like, hey, you got to run this pace with me. Otherwise, we're going to do poorly the next race no and i've heard stories from you know classes that came before me who were ultra competitive and we we would double every single morning it's monday through friday and just 30 minute shakeout just you know get you opened up and whatnot and i just heard story about stories about you know guys back in the day just racing those doubles like what what's the point what's that going to do to you it's the first thing you're doing in the morning like i don't think ripping 5 30 pace in the morning is going to help you or your team get any better so that's what we did a really good job about. And it was unspoken, too. You know, we didn't say, hey, like, when you stop being competitive. We just never had that with each other on the team. But, of course, we're a competitive team when it came time for racing. So you've mentioned, you know, guys from previous years. You even have some alumni as volunteer coaches on staff. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and obviously North Central is a very historic program. But what's it like kind of having, you know, peep, ghosts of the past, if you will, kind of always watching you always keeping tabs on you um yeah. i mean i was at the national meet uh at oshkosh this year oshkosh mm. uh, and there were some guys who were alums coming to watch you and they weren't affiliated with any college team any high school teams they were just there to watch you so yeah. i guess what's that like knowing that you're always being watched um one it's kind of it's kind of a motivator it, you know it's like hey like so many guys have been through this program and put in the work. So, like, we just got to do the best we can to show the, our respect for them because the program truly wouldn't be what it was, what it is now without those guys who have built it to what it is, you know? Um, <laughs> the second thing is I <laughs> I kind of have a, a little uh, a little thing against, against the alums, I, I'd say, um, especially when Al brings it up. Al is <laughs> – he's so fixated just on the 90s, like that era from – 1990 to 2000 and they were a very good program then they had some of the best runners in the country or in division three history especially with dan meyer and we had national champions every year basically for cross uh, but al would not let go of that era and anytime i came up to him to talk about training or things like that he'd always bring up well the guys in the 90s they did this and they did that i'm like cool like i don't care my team is better than any of those other teams ever will be <laughs> here's what I'm thinking and you should listen, but it, it would just never happen. So I always, I always, uh, had, a, have, I always have it out for, 
for some of the older alums and it, it's all in good it's all in good taste it's never personal but it's like man i'm just like sick and tired of hearing about you guys like <laughs> I, would, I would tell al i'd be like al look at what our team is doing like we just three-peated we've had like my class alone has produced like over 30 all-americans and we've been great in that classroom too like we get academic scholar team of the year and things like that and we're just killing these workouts we're running faster than any of these other teams have ever done but like he's still fixated on that and it's just like man like who cares like let it go and so i always be a, a proponent to bring up how present teams are would have uh, would have crushed the teams from the 90s and that that's what gets that's what gets it going that's and i love that i love that uh, that banter and how people uh, get super uh, defensive about that so with that in mind how does it feel to have your picture and your national championships printed inside the locker room uh yeah it's it's cool uh <laughs> um i've looked at it a couple times like wow i'm like i'm here like forever as long as this college is around um no it, it's 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 a neat way to i guess to honor the national national champions that we've had throughout north central and that rock locker room's pretty pretty filled uh we have i think four or five walls now um, but it, it's cool. Uh, I don't really think much else of it. I mean, I don't see it anymore because I've graduated. Yeah. So I guess other other people who come to the program who know of me can can look and like, oh, cool, he's he's right there. But uh, I I never want to. Uh, besides that little little Twitter Twitter uh, Twitter thing to to brag about my accomplishments, but I'd rather just you know, share my story in hopes of inspiring other people. So yeah. I think now we kind of want to um, bring up just a few moments, like mostly from your senior year, just kind of hear your your inside take on these events and like what each what each thing kind of meant to you. Um, The first one is uh, Stu got some intel that after um, cross country regionals this year, you were in the medical tent um, from cold temperatures. Yeah. if that's true, and you can tell us about that, um, you know, how did you make that mental transition from uh, regional medical tent to uh, towing the line at nationals, going for the win? Yeah, so it, it is true. You know, I I'm a small small figure. I'm not 100 pounds. I'm like 98, 97 <laughs> pounds. So when we were racing at regionals up in Eau Claire that that day, it was eight degrees, um, snow on the ground, hilly course. I just wasn't, I, I thought I was dressed well enough. I was like, oh, it's cold. I've raced in it before, no problem. But, like, it was just a different kind of cold, I guess, for me. I had, like, a, a T-shirt on, the jersey on, arm warmer, hat, gloves. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure I'm warm. But, yeah, the race started. I was running. like, man, like, this feels tougher than usual. And I don't think it's because of the snow. Like, I feel like something's off. And, you know, I was still, I was still putting in my, you know, my best effort. I wanted to win, win the region that year, but... You know, that was the only race I lost in terms of D3 competition that year. And I was like, oh, like with 400 to go, I was like, it was a big downhill. I was like, man, I just feel like gas. And, you know, I couldn't respond to the move that was being made. Um, and then, yeah, I was like 100 to go. I got caught by five other guys. And then I, I crossed the line. I was with my teammates and I just like fell. And then, Jeez. like, they, yeah, I just like fell on the ground. I was like, oh, like I was like dizzy. I was out of it. Um, couldn't, I didn't know, really know what was going on. Like, you know, they took me to the medical tent. I still had all my, like, gear on, by the way. So, they, like, had to untie my shoes, like, get pants and stuff on and, like, warm me up. And they sent me straight to the bus. And so, yeah, that was that was tough. I, I felt pretty sorry for myself, you know, on on, on the bus when I was sitting there all alone while, while the teammates were cooling down. But at, then I realized, like, hey, like, this isn't about 
the glory, like individual glory. Like our team still won the regional. Like we're still going to nationals. Like next week is a different week. And so it, it did, it did, it was in my head for a little bit. Like I felt like my breathing was off for the next couple of days. And I was like, ah, oh, like, I don't know if I'm ready. And no, I, I prepared well though for nationals. I, I bought like a, like a heat, like heat gear. So like I raced them like that long sleeve. I don't know if you've seen any pictures. I raced like a heat gear long sleeve. And you know, it was like, it was a little warmer. I, I was like 30, maybe mid thirties that day. I, I can't remember. So it was definitely was warmer, but I still didn't want to play any, you know, take any chances, especially with it being the biggest meet of the year. And I wanted to win on the individual level. And obviously our team needed, I wanted to win as well. So no, it, it, it played a little bit of a part to it, but you know, that week following up, we didn't do anything too crazy. Just did like one, one little workout of a, like a hill workout just to open up. Um, yeah, and then come race day, uh, well, the day before race day, <laughs> Coach uh, Carries is like, yeah, like, don't think about going for the win. Like, just just run patiently, just run for the team. I was like, I was like yeah, 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 I got you. Like, I'm still going to go. <laughs> but to myself, I was like, I'm still going to go for the win. Um, but, you know, the race played out. It wasn't, uh, you know, prior to that. So our ritual on the bus, we don't really have any real rituals for a team. You just kind of, it's pretty, pretty chill, pretty, like, goofy, I guess, like, <laughs> We'll put on some songs, we'll sing, um, we'll just relax and goof around. Like, no one gets serious, no one gets in the zone, like, stuff like that. But, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, like, we're just doing, like, some really stupid stuff. I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is, like, the best team in the nation. Like, this is what we're like. Just just a bunch of idiots and just, you know, a bunch of acting like a bunch of middle schoolers <laughs> in the back of the bus on the way to a national meet. But, uh, yeah, you know, it came time to warm up. Obviously, I was dressed up pretty, pretty pretty uh, pretty warm had three or four layers on just to be cautious because <laughs> i was like i'm taking no chances and uh one of the team was like dude why are you dressing up so i was like i'm i don't care like what you guys say i'm just trying to stay warm and so you know we get on the line uh, everyone's still pretty chill we're doing strides you know we have our own huddle coaches tell us like we're the best team in the nation just like any other meet do a breakdown um you know on the line doing strides and then you know it's start time to go the gun goes off and it's a, a false start I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, gosh, like we were all running and I heard the gun. No one stopped. I was like, am I just hearing things? So I was like, I don't want to stop. And if, if it's not a real like false start, you know, like a callback. So I was like, shit, like that's what I started telling people. I was like, oh, no, like guys, stop. Like they're calling it back. So that was uh, <clears throat> that was interesting. Uh, I think some of us like on the team realized like, oh, crap, we didn't get out hard enough because like we were getting swallowed up already. I was like. Ooh, good thing we <laughs> good thing we got a got a restart at that because then we had a much uh, much better uh, time in getting out. But yeah, the race was going through. I know there was that big pile up. I know one of my teammates, Matthew Norvell, who was an All American in 2018, got caught up in that. So that was really rough for him. But uh, yeah, there was that uh, that fall. But uh, most of our guys got out of it just fine, and it was it was a slow race. Uh, not very you know not a barn burner at all for that course. Um, no one wanted to take the lead, and then some moves were made, starting with, I think, a mile to go. I think WashU's Brad Hodgkinson started making that big move and kind of sprinted, and I, I waited my time. I knew it was, a long, it was a long ways out to make a hard move like that. He changed gears pretty quick, and I waited and I waited, and I caught him with about maybe, what was it, 800, 800 to go maybe? I, I don't know how far out it was. And I caught him, and I kept going and going and going, and that was it. And then, you know, when I turned around, you know, I'm in the finish line in the shoot, and I turn around and I see my roommate Al coming, just sprinting. It was, it was such a such a great moment. And then a couple of seconds later, we had another guy coming in seventh, and another guy coming in eleventh. And we even saw 
our fifth guy, he was in 15th with 100 to go, but then he ended up in, like, 33rd. So, like, he had no gas left for a kit, but, you know, enough to secure a good a good finish and get us that team title. But it, it was a great day. I mean, we didn't really think much of it because we were just kind of – we knew, like, we were the team to beat. You know what I mean? Like, you go through two years dominating on the national court, you know, national circuit the way we did, you know, 144-point win – in 2016 like 131 point win in 2017 it's like we were the team to beat and then as long as we just performed uh you know to expectation like there was no chance any other team was going to beat us so it, it was a good moment um i think this year and 2016 were my two favorite national titles 2017 i was like oh yeah we won but like, it wasn't that exciting <laughs> i don't know why i mean for most people like winning a national title would be exciting but i guess that's when the uh that North Central, I guess, curse comes in. That curse, I don't want to call it a curse, but, like, you're just kind of... And it sounds arrogant, right? but you're just, like, so used to, like, being the number one team and winning that it, after a while it's like, okay, like, this is cool. And I'm sure for, like, some guys who make the top seven, you know, for the first time and win a national title, it's, like, it's it's an awesome thing. But, yeah, by the time my senior rolled around, it was, like, third time we're doing it, and so it was just another day in the office for all of us. And, yeah, we, we had fun, though. It was... I think seven or top 10 were seniors. So it was kind of a bittersweet moment for sure. Yeah. Touched on that. You know, you, you win three straight and you kind of said it's business as usual. Are there things that you guys talk about or work on at practice that, you know, makes things business as usual? Cause for the past three years, you keep lowering that point total, you know, kind of with guys coming in and out of the top seven. It's like, where does that, you know, confidence and just will to win come from? Yeah, I think it just comes from the culture that we have created over at North Central. It's a culture of excellence. It's a culture of when I step to the line at practice, at a race, I'm going to give it my all, and so are my teammates. And that's what the coaches instill in us. They don't, you know, Al never says outright that your goal this year or our team goal this year is to win a national title. Every year and every week or every day, he even says, our goal is to be the best team that we can be. And whether that ends up being a title title winner or not and that is you know is up to you guys it's as long as you guys are showing improvement and having fun that's 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 a good team and that's a successful you know that's a successful uh, year on his part so he's never the one to put expectations on his teams he just wants them to have fun and kind of develop as athletes and people and uh yeah it's just a team you know we just have an unspoken thing about it when we go to practices when we have our team meetings that you know, we say at the beginning of the year, our goals, uh, like our team, like we have a team meeting without the coaches. And we always say, and the coaches out there, like, hey, like, I think you know what we want to do this year. We want to win a title. So we know what's going to, we know we've done it in the past. So we know what it's going to take. So let's just keep doing our best and keep showing up to practice and having a good attitude. And yes, there will be some bumps along the road that we weren't expecting, but that's okay. It's just a, a part of the process and you just need to, to deal with it and move on. So yeah, those are kind of some of the things that go on. And it's not really, much of anything we don't have any strange rituals that we do or you know thing like that but uh yeah just kind of daily small wins that build up our confidence so over a long over a long season i kind of want to leave cross country behind now and i want to leave like running to win behind and i want to leave the team behind for a minute i want to talk about you and i want to talk about exploring your potential on the track i mean you must have known that D3 records were in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the opportunity to go to some higher profile track meets that a lot of Division Three athletes do not get to go to. Right. 
Um, talk about targeting the 5K and 10K. You ran some fast times. Were the records on your mind? Um, just talk us through that experience. Yeah, definitely the records were on my mind, but Al didn't want those to be on my mind. He just wanted me to compete. And so whenever I talked to him about those races, he'd be like, He'd just be like, yeah, just go out and compete. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. But in my mind, like, again, like, winning cross nationals, like, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you say. This is, like, for me. And, yeah, they were, they were definitely on my mind when I was training, and I knew that I could come, you know, close or if not, you know, beating one of the records. And at 10K, when I was out there at Stanford, that was, that was a tough – that's a tough record to beat. Ian, Ian Lemire's record, 28-38. That's, that's no joke. That's, that's uh, pretty, pretty dang fast for a Division three guy from, you know, University of Wisconsin-Platteville. But, you know, it was just a season of training alone, I would say, that, that kind of, you know, kind of led to that. Uh, you know, at, at, at some point in time, it just came to the point where, like, working out, doing my hard workouts with the rest of the team would have no benefit for me really. You know, it's like these guys are running and training for to run 1425, 1420s or, you know, whatever that may be. But I'm here trying to run sub 1350, sub 29. So it's a whole different kind of training. And so if I were to do tempos with them, I think for them, it'd be great. You know what I mean? Like for those guys to run with, you know, I don't want to be sound like stuck up or, you know, arrogant, but to, to run with a runner that's kind of, like me or like better than them it would be great for their confidence but for me it'd be like i don't think i'm getting any benefit from running 520 pace for a tempo versus five minute pace for a tempo so it was a lot of training on my own uh, training on my own it got kind of boring got kind of lonely i mean i didn't run with the watch at all in college not even a time x so oh, I, <laughs> and that, so that's uh so Al would always be like yeah i mean al is big on this anyways he'd be like yeah just be intuitive go with the flow read your body i was like cool and after a while it got kind of annoying and i guess that's when i should have gotten to watch right because i wanted to hit specific paces but i didn't know what i was doing so i just go out and do these tempo runs and be like yeah i think i'm hitting five minute pace hopefully <laughs> this feels tough and so that's the type of training that went behind it um i didn't do much pace work or track work maybe once one mile a week that's it and i think in the long term that's what kind of made it tougher for me to break those records i was running those records mostly off of strength whereas so i would go on these races and be like all right i could keep holding this pace but sooner or later the hammer hammer gets dropped in those races and people start moving faster and faster and that's where i had the most trouble in those races it was like guys can't we just keep running the same pace like <laughs> everything's going well like no but uh it, it was so tough for me to find the extra gear and i think that comes from me not doing speed work or me not doing more than just one mile's worth of track work a week. You know, like for my 5K, I came through with a lap to go in 12.44. I was like, crap, like I could, I could run like oh, wow. 13, 13.46, something like that if I close well. Didn't have it in my legs, so that just wasn't I – was, I was strong enough to keep the same pace. I mean, I ran 13.51, but I didn't have it in my legs just to close harder. So, yeah, that was those were uh, – some regrets I had in the season, but yeah, the training was pretty consistent. Didn't have any bumps or any issues, you know, kind of day in and day out grinding, kind of the usual. So a winter was rough in the Midwest, had some negative 50 degree days uh, out there. Yeah. So lots of, lots of time spent on the indoor track, just running two hours on the indoor track. Let me tell really? you, it, 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 honestly, I didn't have a problem with it because I hated the cold for my experiences during a uh, cross season. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I was like, yeah, indoor track's fine. I never got bored with it. And sometimes I'd be like, man, I really don't want to run indoors, but I'd do it anyways, even though the weather was nice out. Just sort of like mentally, like 
I could train myself to be tougher. It was, I don't know. It was just one of those things, like, if I could do two hours every week indoors, like, it's going to toughen me up for, like, longer races. So. We got to pause right there. We got to pause right there. So, when you say two hours, do you mean two hours a week or, like, two-hour runs on the indoor track? Two-hour runs on the indoor track. We're definitely yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, we'd have a couple of long runs that are indoors. And it's like, yeah, my coach is like, yeah, I do half on the treadmill, half on the track. I'm like, nah, Upstairs like, or, like, on the main on, track? On the main track. Oh, lane six? Yeah, yeah it was lane six, not lane okay. one. Of I'm, not cra- I'm not completely off the hinges. So, here's the secret, kids. <laughs> Run two hours on the indoor track. Yeah. I, I can hear all the North Central recruits like decommitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I guess Al, Al didn't say to do that, though. He'd be like, no, just run like an hour and 10 minutes. Like, you don't need to go more than that on an indoor track. But, like, no, nah, coach, like, I want to go 18 miles. Like, I want to get this mileage. Like, oh it's going to be detrimental if I don't. I was one of those. But I've never had, you know, knock on wood, I've never had any issues at all in my running career. No major injuries that put me out. I'd have my bumps here and there, but I'd, I'd still be able to run every single day. So I, I just never had a problem with those turns or pounding on the concrete or anything like that. So, yeah, that's how that's how the indoor season went. I ran 14 flat over at Iowa State. Would have loved to run faster, but wasn't doing pace work. Was spending all this time running two hours on the indoor track. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the most ideal indoor season, but it ended up in a team title and another individual title. So. How did it feel to run twenty eight fifty, you know, great ten k time, and not get your school record? Uh, it, <laughs> I was pretty salty afterwards because we had some alums who were coaches that ran in that time period who were there. Um, I was kind of like, ah, oh, damn, like <laughs> this is like two seconds over a six mile race. Like it's like you know missing your marathon PR by like a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, it, it, it sucked. But at the same time, I, I was I was kind of happy. I was like, I just PR'd by a minute. That was my third 10K that I ran in college. Last year, I ran 29.47. My junior year, I ran 29.47, won nationals by 30 seconds. And here, I just ran 28.50. So I was like, cool. Like, I'm still doing pretty well for myself. Uh, I'm not gonna, I know I'm not going to get another chance to run a hard 10K. I'm like, I could have, but it would have been a bad move because it's hard to recover from those. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely stung a little bit. Uh, always hearing, you know, I always hear about Dan Meyer did this, Dan Meyer did that, and he, I mean, he's a stud, is that right? 2848, 1353. Like he's 759. He, he's definitely one of the best all-time Division three runners. Um, but yeah, just just hearing, just seeing that he still had the record, and like hearing, not not stopping to hear about nonstop. Just yeah, Dan Meyer still had the record. I'm like yeah, yeah, cool, like <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was still a great moment, you know. Uh, I couldn't be disappointed a minute PR. <laughs> Junior year, you went for the 10K, 5K double. You know, unfortunately, fell short in the 5K. This year, you're able to pull it off. So what did you learn from last year, maybe tactics-wise or training-wise, that you're able to help you this year to secure that double? Yeah, so, well, I kind of, my junior year, I went into that national meet. I My focus wasn't that 10K, even though I ended up winning. You know, it was just like, okay, let's run this 10K. We had five guys who qualified for the 10K that year, so I was just trying to get as many team points as we could. So I ended up winning the 10K, and I was like, walked off the track, and I was like, man, I feel great. Like, this 10K wasn't nothing. Like, it was a, a cakewalk. Like, I could do it again. And then so, you know, national, the 5K comes around, and it's 110 degrees on the track. I'm like, okay, but I'm still the favorite. Like, I ran 13.58, and I, like, I'm supposed to, like, that's the race I'm guaranteed to win, you know what I mean? Because everyone else was, like, 20 seconds or so slower. 
but I didn't, uh, I didn't win that, and it it was a, a gut punch. And I think from that, I learned that I need to be able to practice, you know, two times two times a week hard with a day of rest in between. And so that was kind of my main goal leading up to outdoor season. With you know, yeah, I ran those PRs, but after after the Stanford Invitational around thirteen fifty one, it was okay. Now let's do harder workouts on Monday and a little bit harder workout on Wednesday just to get ready for that double. And I think that paid off over a long period of time. So that was definitely the biggest thing that I learned. I also learned that I can't be <laughs> too too cocky because it's backfired on me now a couple times. So yeah. Okay, so you have by all accounts a hugely successful collegiate career especially considering you know where you came from in high school um and and that's one thing i think is special about division three guys who who you know were not studs in high school can have the experience of being an all-american competing for national titles um how valuable was that experience to you and do you ever think about now, like if you had gone D1, you know, you, you would have been solid on any team, but you probably, I mean, you wouldn't have made the history you made at North Central. Do you yeah. ever, do you ever think about it that way? Yeah, I, I definitely do. You know, um, yeah. So my background kind of just prepared me for, you know, like if I wasn't good in collegiate distance running, that'd be okay. It's not a big, not a big deal because I, I started off as a nobody. I started off as a twenty-one minute three miler, so that definitely helped with my career going forward and even my success at North Central. But yeah, it's it, it it's nice to be recognized. I think you know for your for your accomplishments and kind of have a huge supporting cast and you know Division three network that North Central does. And that's really helped me a lot throughout my career and it's gave me you know a lot of connections and a lot of people that I got to know because of that. And I felt like. No, you know, no knock on D one. Obviously, there are kids who are meant to be there, and I have high school teammates, you know, who ran at Vill- Villanova, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know. But uh, it's just, I don't think, yeah, like I, w- I would just been buried in the numbers at a D one school. I, I think maybe I would have been, I think I still would have been able to run the times, and maybe even a little quicker, just being exposed to more faster competition. But I, I don't think I would trade that experience for the world. I would, I truly enjoyed my time at you know the division three level and you know to me it didn't really make a difference because i i got to race i know some d3 schools don't have the you know uh the privilege to race against d1 competition every year but in north central we always got to so i it didn't make a big difference to me because i was still seeing some of those big names especially in my senior year you know as you said that you kind of be able to reflect back on your time at north central and being a recent alum you know given what you know now for yourself or any other high schoolers right now, you know, what advice would you give them in the college search process? You know, maybe someone with your times or maybe a little bit slower to kind of look at colleges for, for running. Yeah. Um, you know, I've actually gave a talk to, uh, to high, so high school kickoff party for cross country the, the other day. And, uh, you know what, I, you know, what I told them was, you know, for these, especially the seniors, when you're thinking about these colleges is to actually go in and, take the time to sit down, visit the campus, talk to the coaches, because everyone's going to have an opinion on what, you know, about this college, this college, or that college. But you're truly not going to get to know what it's about and what it's like until you step foot on campus. Have an open mind and listen to the coaches, listen to, you know, the t- people on the team and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And 
for a lot of kids, I'm sure they still have, I don't think this mentality will ever die down, but like, you know, the D1 or bus mentality and, you know, that's okay to have that, but you just know, like, you're kind of, if you have that mentality, you're cutting yourself off from so many opportunities that you, you know, you might have enjoyed, uh, whether it be running NAIA, JUCO, D3 or D2. So just really take your time with it. Uh, ask lots of questions. Coaches want to, you know, are interested in curious runners. Really, you just need to go and experience it for yourself. And sure, people have their opinions, but let them have their opinions, their opinions for a reason. Take your time with it. Uh, it's going to be a tough process. It's not going to be easy. But And I know high schoolers go through a lot. It's high school. But yeah, just manage your time well and manage your visits well and really just have an open mind. So now uh, we want to jump to today. You know, not many Division three alums graduate with the credentials to even you know, think about a pro career. Um, you know, I was one of the division three alums who graduated and, and did not really have the possibility of a pro career out of, out of college. Um, but you are one of the guys who, who does have that chance. Um, but at the same time, you're going from, you know, a big fish in division three and right. all of a sudden you're jumping into a much bigger pond. How have you adjusted your mentality and give us an idea of your plan from here, you know, in regards to your coaching situation, your training setup, um, stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's that mentality. I don't think my mentality has changed much from, you know, running at North Central. I, it's still and that comes back to where my my beginnings, like at the end of the day, like I was always uh, I was a small fish when I started in college and I had to work I'm in high school so I had so I had to work really hard just to end up missing being all state by a place and so then the college had come and I started you know kind of started the bottom again and I worked my way up back to the top and so I know that I'm starting at the bottom of the pyramid again but I'm looking forward to that process all over again even though it's going to be about 20 times harder than any of the other processes I've been through been through but you know that's that's I love I love that though I love the day in and day out grind and kind of just getting lost in the process and workouts will go well workouts will go bad and that's okay and it relates back to you know my perspective and i have a healthy outlook on all these things and so yeah i mean i'm look yeah definitely looking to continue running as a professional a professional runner i've been on a couple visits this summer to some teams uh but still looking you know kind of taking my time it's like choosing a college all over again in a way kind of you, know, you got to find the right location coach you know whatnot and all this is a lot a lot of other things that go into it but, uh, you know, I definitely don't think I'm developed as maybe as some of these other faster guys in college. I mean, didn't run with a watch. I didn't know what pages I was running. I didn't, you know, I didn't have exposure to the greatest competition. The two times I did my senior year are big time PRs. So I definitely think there's a lot of upside and people have been telling me that. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there will be. But, you know, right now um, I'm being trained by, I'm uh, being coached by, good friend of mine he was our ga for the last two years uh he kind of definitely wrote some of my workouts for the track season so i'm kind of with him right now and he just got an assistant coaching job over at loris college in dubuque so his name's ethan adelfinger uh give him a shout out because he's been super helpful and he's one of my good friends i'm actually going to be a groomsman at his wedding this december so looking forward to that but you know he's been super helpful and he has the same principles and, you know, concepts as Al does, which is great, which has worked for me. But he also mixes in some of the newer stuff that's out there today, which I really enjoy because 
it's a, it's a good mix and match. You can't get too stuck in your ways when it comes to training. And there's some concepts that are, you know, valid through all types of training, but maybe, you know, you need, need a little bit more specificity, which is what I've been working on this summer. Uh, not too much though, but uh, just kind of getting in that more race pace type of stuff um, or close to uh, paces, which is, you know, which I haven't done in college that often, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be tough. It's going to kick my ass. Maybe there'll be days where I'm doubting myself, but that's okay. Uh, I've been, th- I think I've been through a lot, a lot worse. And if I don't make it as a pro runner, I don't make it as a pro runner. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I'm still going to, you know, I still graduated college. Like my mom's still going to love me. My family's still going to love me. So that's always the mindset I have is like, yeah, I'm still a lot. A lot of people still care about me. Even if I don't make it, I mean, sure. Everyone's everyone that knows like rooting for me, obviously. But uh, yeah. Speaking of rooting for you in race pace type workouts, you know, are there any target races left this summer? Are you going to focus in the fall or what's your racing schedule like? Yeah. So no track races, you know, uh, looking back at you you outdoors, like I could have entered and my time would have gotten in. Um, But uh, I was talking to my coach about that. And it's just, it's just been just too long of a track season, you know, just starting competing all the way in January, trying to peak three times, three times in the year is very tough especially on the track. And I, it, it just, at one point or another, it just gets kind of tiring, you know, six or seven months of just of straight track, track races. It, it's tough. And, you know, I, I needed some time off after outdoor nationals just to relax and enjoy my last few weeks in college. But uh, yeah, that, that was the whole USATF thing. So I decided to do the big seven road miler instead. Uh, it was a good, good experience. Very deep field this year. I ended up falls as a second American. It's good, good stuff. I got the whole elite hospitality and whatnot. So that was a cool experience. But uh, I might do, uh, a, like, there's some new half marathon in Chicago, first week of September. Might try that out. Um, and then I, I just emailed the uh, elite athlete coordinator for the, the TC 10-miler, which is like the USATF 10-mile championships, uh, October 6th, I want to say, this year. Um, so, yeah, that's those are two races on my list. And after that, I think I'll uh, take some take some downtime and then, Maybe maybe decide to join a group or maybe just move somewhere out west. I have a lot of friends who live in Colorado, New Mexico, and you know out there that uh, <laughs> that I think could be pretty equivalent to joining a group in the Midwest. So I'm just moving out moving out to a community that's very active on running uh, somewhere in altitude. But I've never trained in altitude either, so it's cool, man. Well, uh, hey, that'll that'll do it for us. Uh, cool, thanks, thanks guys. So much. Thanks so much for joining us for episode three of d3 glory days um we Um, really enjoyed having you um we'll be rooting for you from here um we'll put we'll put your uh social media handles in our show notes and uh we'll be uh we'll be cheering you on from here awesome thanks yep till next time all right see you guys that's all for episode three thanks to Drupal for sharing his story so passionately and openly we really appreciate it we'll be back soon for episode four in the meantime please subscribe on your podcast app and if you're feeling generous leave us a review until next time here's to the glory days Mm -hmm.